Hello there everyone, Aaron and Brian here from The Film Aspect with another newscast. This is our episode that comes out every two weeks uh, on a Tuesday and we talk about the latest roundup of news for the past couple of weeks. Um, how you been, Brian? I've been well. Have I, you feel been, like, I, I feel like I don't ask that as much these days. Just no, you don't. Nah. <laughs> Just don't give a fuck, mate. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm no bad, I'm no bad. Uh, we've got... Not too, not too much stuff to to talk about this month. Um, just a, uh, this week, just a couple of wee, wee things. But before we get started, obviously, give us a hand. Go on Twitter, follow us at the Film Aspect, where we talk, uh, post new episodes, updates, polls, and the like. Uh, we're available on most streaming platforms. However, we have recently dropped SoundCloud, so we're talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a, a bunch of other kind of smaller ones. If those are the kind of places you go for your podcasts. Uh, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us. That'd be nice if you share, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I, uh, first, I, I just want to talk about the big thing. So Suicide Squad trailer came out. What did you think of this? I think it looks shite. Oh, I think it's, I fucking it's, knew it. <laughs> it's all it is is James Gunn. It was a sprinkling of Guardians of the Galaxy slash Disney humour into the characters, uh, into the DC characters. And I just, I don't see anything new or different or interesting or... It seems like forced kind of, you know, PG thirteen humor that makes the kids go ha 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 ha. Um, but there, there doesn't <laughs> seem to be are any them kids serious, laughing again. Any serious <laughs> character like uh, um, there's people standing in dog shite. There's um, f- flag being a completely different guy who's trying to do the you know the Chris Pratt delivery of lines. It's just it's got James Gunn written all over it, and I just I just wish directors like that would do something a wee bit different because this is this is another. Is and I get that's the kind of the appeal of it. Oh, it's a James Gunn film in DC. But on the flip side of that, I was like, ah, it's just a James Gunn film with DC characters. I I don't really need to see this. I don't. I I genuinely was bored watching the trailer. I I, I could not care any less about <laughs> anything that was happening on screen. I'm not excited for it. I'll probably not watch it even though we do a film you know review podcast I'm just going to give that one a miss I'll, I'll let you take that one I've got <laughs> zero interest in watching that I'm movie. really surprised I, I'm, this is probably one of my most anticipated of this year and this trailer only kind of solidified what I expected from it already like I think I think it looks really fun I think it just looks like a fun film it looks like I, I get what you're saying like Guardians of the Galaxy Spice and I think that yeah you can you can see elements of that echoes of that but Nah, I think it's 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 got a pretty nice lineup. I like Joel Kinnaman. I like Margot Robbie. I like Idris Elba. Like all the cast, they seem like they they look and feel good enough in those roles. Um, I fucking love the fact that Sly Stallone is the shark. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so and I saw like one that was like you know the internet is going wild for like saying like if if they kill King Shark, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no gone, I'm no watching it or whatever, this, this wee baby or whatever, and it's like the screenshot they were using, he was like, I, he's actually gnawing on a human skull at this point <laughs> that you're talking about, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think this looks, I think this looks really good, I think it's got a far better vibe to it than the, what the other one had, um, and I actually didn't even think about it when people, when people started calling for the air cut, of the Suicide Squad, and they were just like, "Nah, that's not happening." Obviously, that's not obviously it's not happening because yeah. this is their defense. Like nail in the coffin, you fucked up. This is I don't know whatever behind the scenes production problems, but like that's them saying, "Nah, we're moving on to this now." Um, 
But yeah, I think it, I think it looks great, personally. I I do think they're leaning a wee bit too heavily. Like, see when it, it was like the beautifully horrific mind of jo- James Gunn. Yeah, it, it did kind of feel like ah, you're leaning a bit hard on the whole like cause he's was a controversial figure for a little bit when whatever it was like he gets sacked and all this. But now nah, I think this looks pretty vibrant, and I like actually the I really like the look of the movie because see when you when you put it next to like obviously i've just been watching all the the snyder dc films and this doesn't it looks distinct in its own way but also similar enough you know where it doesn't just look like this kind of weird mess because i've been i've been watching a whole lot of like whedon and snyder cut comparison shots and all this and just the way that like snyder lights his scenes with shadows and stuff and then you get a big red-faced ben affleck and and the in the whedon cut but this looks like you go, oh, it's a different side of it, and it's a funny side of it, but it's still the same kind of universe. And I, I liked, I can still imagine that version of Batman showing up in this movie. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I'm well for it. I, I think the Suicide Squad had a really good chance of like it is technically the Guardians of the Galaxy side of the DC. I'd say, like in kind of recent comparison, don't you think? Like just in the kind of style of it. Mm, yeah, I suppose. But I just- um. Um, there you go. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. Like I'm not. Like I said, I'm not interested in the slightest. I think I've seen it all before. I don't care for the interpretations of the characters I've seen just through the trailer. I think it's been a bit overkill with with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think to be as impactful as that character could or should have been, they needed to spread out the appearances. But I just think it's 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 overkill, and I don't like. I, li- I did like her originally. I still do kind of like her in the character, but I think it's just too much. As and and all these, I just I just don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm struggling to put words to it because I genuinely don't care about anything that I saw in that you know ninety second trailer. <laughs> it just didn't do anything for me, and I think that is comic book movie fatigue. Mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm done with them. I don't care anymore because. <laughs> doing this the, the, the newscast i was looking for stuff to you know talk about and you have to scroll for pages before anything doesn't have anything to do with comic books I, and i'm just because like, i've got the other two things i get lined up comic book movie stuff exactly i suppose I just, that is like i it's, I, I don't care mm. I, this is why i think this is just hammering home to the whole hollywood is out of ideas they want to bring but everybody's talking about their own cut of their movie now I saw that thing about yes, an R-rated cut of Mrs. Doubtfire does exist. Who gives a fuck? Nobody <laughs> cares. Stop bringing back director's cuts and and just that's it. I mean, I say stop doing this, stop doing that. They're all going to keep on doing it, and they're going to run what used to be an incredible business for artistic minds into the ground. And it's reboots, uh, adaptions, comic books, and director cuts, and I just. It's genuinely putting me off enjoying mm-hmm. new movies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really get... I think I think because when I think of... like See, when it, when it came to the, the more creative kind of style of, of films, I think, especially over the last year, I... Like, because the lines, the kind of lines of cinema and stuff have kind of been blending in a way that it is becoming... More like Justice League, you know, your Black Widow, your Suicide Squad, like all the big comic book movies. They are the kind of the, the the mainstay of entertainment at the moment. And and I have went through times where I'm just completely sick of it. 
in the past. Right now, I'm I'm a kind of at a peak with it, so I'm, I'm just enjoying it, and I'm really I'm I'm there for most of it. Although I'll never I'm never going to say that like they're fi- like big five star movies. I'm never kind of one of those guys. Like, I just enjoy them for what they are. I think they they are pretty fun, but you're not really going to think much about it after the or you're not going to be like this changed my life or anything like that. Um. But I th- I just think that there is although they're the ones getting the spotlight doesn't mean that like there isn't good things coming out on the side as well because um, there's like a whole whole bunch of movies I mean I've been shocking at trying to get through some of them like we've said like how little our watch list was for last year but like yeah. you know films like Possessor came out earlier this year or maybe the beginning of last year actually which was a uh, Cronenberg's son or something like that but this is like a kind of weird wacky not wacky but like weird. Uh, alternative horror sci-fi film that just stuff like that is there for you as well like so i get enjoyment out of those i don't see it as like other places are struggling because the superhero stuff is dominating i mean i it probably is it would be better if we had a bit more that you know if we were taking more risks in the big budget films but I think I just I, I'm kind of part of the machine now, you know. <laughs> I accept that that is the way of life for the time being, and I'm just yeah. kind of all right for it. But um, to then quickly skim over some other superhero movies before you lose your mind, uh, Black Adam get delayed to 29th of July 2022. I don't know anything about this movie, but I think Helen Mirren's now the villain. Um, Black Widow got announced to have a simultaneous cinema, cinema and Disney Plus release on the 9th of July, which is a bit of a delay again. Also, a backtrack on what they said. They said they weren't going to release it on Disney Plus, and now they are. It will come with the premiere and access, just like Rhea and the Last Dragon did. Um, so, I think though, I, I think that's a reasonable. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think that's expected because, to be honest, even though cinemas might be open, people still might not. You know, we we are fine for going. To, we have spoken about how cinemas do feel safe, even like when when they were open briefly at the tail end of the summer. Like they're, fi- I think they're fine to go into, but they're also there's people who just like don't want to even leave the house, you know. And I think having that option there for people, I think that's fine. I mean, it's probably you know you're probably paying more because you're what twenty thirty pound. Yeah, some of that. Aye, so like y- you are paying a bit more, but <sighs> I think I think it's fair. You have to off put those options out there now for people because you have to accept that not everyone's going to go to cinemas even when they're open because I don't know do you expect when the cinemas open again in May that they're going to be packed like they or well obviously it's going to be distance kind of version but like do you think you're going to be selling out screens I do I, I think I think it's been long enough I think people just want out the house and there's only mm. going to be a certain amount of places where they can go that are that's, that you can leave the house for you know an extended period of time where there is going to be that separation and you're going to be guaranteed to have because restaurants, pubs, you can't really control. You can control it to an extent, but there's always going to be people walking by or or doing whatever or interacting with you. Whereas in a cinema, two hours in the dark, sitting in your seat, four seats apart from somebody else, that's you. That's you at the mm. house for you know travel time included three hours of the day and you haven't interacted with anybody apart from getting to your seat i think a lot of people are looking for places to take their kids where they can feel safe and i think the cinemas are one of the safest places to take them Mm -hmm. um again for the interaction factor and i just i think cinemas are going to come out of this pretty well 
I, I hope I hope so. I think it will be a bit longer before it kind of gets back to that point. Because even when they were open in the in the summer, because I feel like I always say that now. Like when you look back to July August version of lockdown, it's like the good old days. You know, yeah. it's like <laughs> we got to do an awful lot in comparison to what we can now. So even when we were going to the cinema then, it it just it wasn't. I never went to a full screen. Maybe that was the films I was going to see, but or the film the, like the films that were out didn't have quite the, the same appeal but even I was going to see like stuff like Tenet and it just wasn't really that busy I went to see Tenet no. twice as well but um, I think the saviour of the summer I think and this is going to sound you know a bit cheesy but the thing that's going to bring everybody back is Fast and Furious 9 because it comes out in June or July and uh, people are going to go and see that because that is a cinema movie and I, I think that'll kind of that will jumpstart mm. the cinema going experience for a lot of people. I think he could be right because uh, I get so confused there. I was trying to see it just in case it changed or whatever, and I put Fast and Furious Nine UK release, and it went two thousand and one. The fun. Um, wait, is this the ninth movie? Yeah. Is it not called? Is it called Fast Nine? It could be. I'm not entirely sure what it's called. I'm struggling to find it. It keeps coming up with... No, that's the fate of the Furies. That was eight, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Fast... Because Fast 9 was supposed to come out this time last year. And then they delayed it to April this year. And then they pushed it back to June. I'm sure it's June or July. Uh, Let's see. It's... Oh, wait... You might you might actually been for a hard time here. I think there's possibly been another delay. I've got Universal Pictures has has added yet another delay to the sequel on Thursday the fourth of March, confirming it will not open on its scheduled May twenty eighth, uh, twenty twenty one release date. All right. Uh, according to Variety, the studio is hoping the vaccine rollout throughout the spring will make it possible f- for Fast and Furious Nine to release in the summer, hopefully on June twenty fifth. Yeah, that was um, the last day I had something. I, I, I um. I agree with you because like I actually don't like some of the older the the, the later movies like seven and eight. I j- I was like it's all right, but I wasn't. They, they didn't quite get that level for me. But then see when I see a trailer for these films and it just looks fucking stupid, like ridiculous from what it was before. Like it gets me excited to go to the cinema. I think you're right, just the same as like Jurassic World did for me. Just stupid popcorn movies, and I really like. You know, it's going to be a shame though because it's not going to be the same. Even if it's like their version of sold out, it's not going to be what it was. You know, when you're like, I can't go for a pish because I'm blocked in by twenty folk. You know, <laughs> it's and it's like yeah. you're stuffed into this room and it's a wee bit warm. And but there's something good about that. And that's not going to be there. Um, I don't think. But I think Fast and Furious Nine is the perfect kind of film to bring that back because it is just fun for everyone. Um. So yeah, could could be. Hopefully, I, I don't know if there's any other. Is there any other big releases coming out in the summer? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. No. Uh, not 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 that it was supposed to be released kind of in cinemas only sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the uh, one of the big things I saw. Well, it wasn't really a big thing. It was just something I saw that was so like Justice League viewing figures were up at 1.8 million watched in the opening weekend but according to an article by Screen Rant who was doing an article for some other third party advertiser or whatever they only the only one third of the viewers actually finished the film which <laughs> and 
comparing, I wish I had kept it because it was a Twitter thing about like you know figures and different things that launched and it really it actually comparatively come to other things like there was other stuff that was out that got more than justice league and yeah. it was uh, i can't remember what it was now but it was things that you wouldn't quite expect i think one division was maybe a wee bit above it or if not on par relatively um see that's that's the thing that people can get swept up by this release the snyder cut and restore the snyder versus big two people who are into that sort of thing outside of the kind of the dc hardcore fan base it's not huge because when you take that 1.25 or however many million people it was and then you divide that you, you bring in the people who watched it you know two or three times in the opening weekend the numbers start to fall i mean and I, see if you look as well like talk about money made back if, if they were to make another one of these movies or whatever and then you say, so right now, I think the, the poll for Restore the Snyderverse or the tweets that were coming out is roughly 1.5 million, right? So you take 1.5 million, say every person is paying for 10, £10 a ticket to see those movies, you're talking, what, 15, 15 million for a movie that's going to cost over 200 just yeah. to make the movie, let alone the marketing and stuff. You're not that's the thing that always bugs me when you see petitions and stuff like that they're like oh we've got so many signatures and you're like but actually you don't like it's a lot but it's not it's not yeah. enough to make those kind of changes that you're looking for and uh justice league yeah i i, I doubt I, I think the fact like I, I don't know really if i said this too much but like with the whole epilogue stuff that they were including in the film that to me was kind of the signal in that we aren't getting these movies now because they're just showing us what we would have got you know because yeah. then how how are you building it up now if it's like we've just shown you what is it you know you know now arthur curry's gonna die you know superman turns back his lois lane is is dead and all this kind of stuff so i i, I don't think it's happening but i mean the the fucking the, the gang is riling up and they? <laughs> they're really going yeah. some of them are really going mad about it but it's just not enough um one of the last things i saw there was the uh obi-wan kenobi tv show got its cast Review. Yeah. Uh, we've got. Oh shit! I didn't even realize this because I only glanced at it. Right. So you got Ewan McGregor, obviously. Hayden Christensen's coming back. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, uh, I noticed that like yeah, a couple of months ago. I thought. Uh, Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton is back, as well as Bonnie Peace, who both of them were uncle and aunt of uh, Luke yeah, and the prequels. Uh, we've got Kamal Nanjiani. Uh, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, Oshia Jackson Jr., Sun Kang, Simone Cassell, and Benny Safdie. Um, are you in any way remotely interested in this show? <sighs> I was. You you were a, you get big time hyped up though for the for the Star Wars show that was out. See the Mandalorian. Mm. Yeah. I would not see if had they not delayed this by like two years. I think it was almost three years ago they announced Ewan McGregor was coming back as Obi Wan Kenobi, and then they delayed the first season. I think because they had to rewrite it, and then COVID delayed it again. And I'm mm. like, it's, it doesn't it doesn't bode well when you've had to rewrite an entire first season. So <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't even know if it's John Favreau and Dave Filoni who are the showrunners for this. If it's not, I've got, you know my excitement levels are less mm. but if it is then they, they can do it they can do it justice i'm just 
I, I think I don't know. I, don't I think know. unlike unlike um, I'm not so confident. See with the Marvel stuff, but see Star Wars. I feel like they are a bit more willing to take risks with Star Wars now with the with the television property. Uh, and I don't. Well, I don't know if it would necessarily count as a risk. It's more like just more of the Mandalorian style. Like that kind of is the risk. It was a bit different from what we're used yeah. to, and. But I think it could it could work really well, and Ewan McGregor like on his own, I think it's sort of one of those ones you didn't really realise you liked when the original films were out. But then over the time, I'm like, actually, I do kind of like Ewan McGregor. It's like in a weird, campy, like not very good way, but you kind of like him anyway. Mate, not are at you, all. Ewan McGregor's are you uh, phenomenal? I'm a big, always been a big Ewan McGregor. Oh, fan. you love it. You- I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think he's always thought he was tremendous. Always thought he's. Uh, you know the 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 fight on Mustafar, and he's he's kind of when he loses the plot with Anakin. That is like the best moment in that entire trilogy. The the you well, chosen one speech uh, easily, really? easily. <laughs> Aye, that whole sequence when they land on Mustafar and, and Padme is like giving birth, and uh, Anakin's like, "Yeah, you you turned her against me." Is that you have done that yourself? <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking yes, yes, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Alright, well, so maybe count you in for this one. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know how the... This is this is in the time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, so like Hayden Christensen's already Darth Vader in the suit. It feels kind of... Whether this is going to be flashback or not, or they're going to have him with the mask off at some points, but it seems kind of redundant to bring him back just to put him in a Darth Vader suit. Uh, yeah, that's true, actually. Now, how would they? Because it wasn't even him that played Darth Vader when it came to that point, because it was fully CGI, and I'm assuming that was the voice of uh, I forgot James his Earl name, Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how is that going? Maybe he's going to haunt him. But <laughs> I'm hoping. Well, the thing I'm hoping about is the one of the very last things Yoda says to uh, Obi Wan in Revenge of the Sith is he's been in touch with his old master uh, about living, um, becoming more powerful. Obviously, it leads to. Obi-Wan's death in A New Hope about how you can you know survive death and, and, and become one with the force and all that shit so I'm hoping big Qui-Gon Jinn makes an appearance I hope we get Liam Neeson back at least a week because he, he said he was up for it that'd be cool I actually found here a little synopsis kind of thing it says the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith where Kenobi faces greatest defeat the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker turned evil Sith Lord Darth Vader so is this going to be like a Obi-Wan Kenobi's a big sad boy for a bit, like mulling over well, the fact that he, he, he lost Anakin. I don't know, because my, my interpretation of the whole story is, from the events of Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan Kenobi's just been on Tatooine looking over Luke, uh-huh. and that that's where, obviously that's where we find him in A New Hope, so I don't, I don't know if they're going to mess about with that and have him darting about the place. Or uh, like maybe he's there to start Tatooine. and it's something, I think what it might be, because, right, does Darth Vader know that he his children are alive? No. He never does? No. See, because I was wondering if it would be a case of, like, I'm here protecting over them, but now some people have caught wind that the, maybe, like, the rumours of Vader's children, being a, one of them being in Tatooine, so then he has to go some d- stuff to divert the kind of attention for it. Maybe. I could imagine it being like that. Could be. Do you think he's going to try and... Uh, be a bit more like Alec Guinnessy in this. In this I hope one. so. They said he was taking that. They took it. 
try to embody Alec Guinness a bit, uh, uh, being a younger Obi Wan Kenobi, and I think mm. Alec Guinness is a tremendous actor. I think his Obi Wan mm. Kenobi is phenomenal. So I hope so. I hope I hope there's I hope it's the blend of the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I I'll, I'll watch it. I'm I'm. It's kind of one of those ones. I'm like I'm curious. See what happens when the trailer comes out. I might get excited for it. But then I, I'm just I, I'm not like in any rush to watch this. Um, I'm starting to not like uh, Kamal Nanjiani. I just all of his pictures as well is this kind of wee smug look he does with his eyebrow raised, <laughs> and I'm just like, because. But then saying that some of his movies I have seen, I, I did like. I liked um, the Lovers or Love. Something, I can't remember what it's called actually, but it was it was pretty decent. And then, but I didn't like his, some of his other. See, like when he was the wee alien in Men in Black International. Well, no, do you not remember no, I that? I can't even remember him in it. It was no. it was just wasn't funny at all. But then I suppose that's not really his fault all the time. But I uh, cool could be could be not bad. But I uh, that's really just the, the the wrap up of the news this week. Just a wee bit. Yeah. These these episodes were kind of aiming just to be wee bite-sized versions so you can just have a wee bit on the side to, to listen to and obviously because we can record them a little closer to the actual date means our news should be slightly more up to date but no doubt something will happen between now and this coming out <laughs> something huge like the biggest uh, oh i also want to just say uh give me two seconds because i just want to make sure i get the name right uh, but I was actually pretty upset when I found out that Jessica Walter died this week. She uh, was Lucille Bluth in Arrested Development, which honestly is hilarious. She's hilarious in that. And I haven't even watched it in a while because the show went so far downhill with its returning seasons because it has three seasons of pure gold. And then it came back again maybe five years ago and then it tried again last year and it's just, ugh, I know, I don't know. But I was I was pretty gutted actually because she's just, she's such a good cat. That's basically all I've seen her in as well, but that was enough for me to be like, I just love her, but I, I just wanted to mention that as well. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, next week we'll be, wait, did we decide? Did we go for Titanic? What did we Guy, say? Die, do Titanic. So next next it. next week the recasting couch is going to be back. So that'll be next Tuesday. We'll be recasting Titanic. So you can cast along with us. We'll also be. I'm going to be posting up a thing about our Justice League uh, recast because we done that last week as well. Um, also, if you want to catch our last uh, mainline episode, we done Zack Snyder's The Justice League or Justice League last week. And next week we are talking about James Cameron and how he's basically a pioneer of the like the technology of cinema. So that'll be coming out on Friday. Then you'll have Titanic the following Tuesday. So yeah. Thanks for listening everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.